to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for the blessing that you have blessed us even to have the opportunity to gather like this to hear your word. Dear Lord, we pray that your spirits will dwell mightily amongst us and take us through your word. We give you glory and honor. Anoint my lips, Lord, that the word that will proceed out of my mouth shall not be man's wisdom but let it be the after word of god which is able to save our souls we thank you lord in jesus name amen why don't you clap your hands as you take your seats powerful wonderful preach pastor well i am going to share um with you a short message we don't have um a lot of time left now but uh, we are going to continue with our status 527, our status 527. And we've been sharing from one of our prophet's books, The Anointing and the Presence. The Anointing and the Presence. And wow. uh, we've been talking about the presence of God. And I think when we began, we talked about the presence of God is the Holy Spirit with us. That was the first message we shared from this um, series. And then the following we will talk about obedience, the master key to the presence of God. And um, last week we talked about who has the presence of God. Who has the presence of God. And um, I've been blessed by these messages. Um, and I, if you have been missing these messages, I will encourage you we have them recorded on our podcast. You can listen to them. And today is the last part of the series. And we are talking about benefits of the mm. presence of God. Benefits mm. of the presence of God. Okay. How many of you know that there are benefits when you have the presence of God? Yes, there are benefits. And you will not know of the benefits of God until you taste of it. Okay, so I want everyone to endeavor to have the presence of God with or with him or with her. Amen. Now, Exodus chapter 33 and verse 14. Exodus chapter 33 and verse 14. This is a very short sermon, so um, we can't go through the whole point. So just bear with me for the few points that we are going to share and we will be done. So don't... Um, just pay attention to me. Exodus chapter 33 and verse 14. It says, And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Hallelujah. If thy presence go not with me, carry us up not hence. He says, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. I will give thee rest. Now, the presence of God has 
several benefits. It has a lot of benefits. Now we will see all through the Bible that the presence of God is very important. It's very Preach. important to have the presence of God presence with of you. God. And when you have the presence of God with you, you enjoy so many things, so many mm. things that you experience. And in this chapter, we are going to go through these amazing benefits of the presence of God. So the first one is that the presence of God gives rest all around. Wow. The presence of God gives rest all around. Hallelujah. Now, yeah. you, you see, we, we, I mean, if you look in Joseph's, for instance, you know, in the Bible, you will see that several people enjoy the presence of God. You know, just because the presence of God was with them, they went through a series of events, and we see that they prevailed through the event. God gave them rest in the event. We saw Joseph went through a series of situations from being a slave boy in, in Potiphar's house, receiving favor, that he was the favorite um, slave boy in Potiphar's house. Then he was taken to prison. And in the prison, also, he received favor. And then he became a forgotten prisoner. And then from there, he was lifted to becoming a prime minister in Egypt. Wow. And all of this, each one of these stages, what made a difference in his life was, according to the Bible, was that the presence of God was with him. Wow. Amen. What made a difference was that God was with him. Hallelujah. And so God's presence in your life makes all the difference. Amen. God's presence in your life makes every difference that you will experience. I'm telling you. Amen. I believe it. And it, you cannot belittle that. There's nothing that can be compared to that. Preach on. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So number one, the presence of God gives rest all around. Hallelujah. He said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. I will give Amen. thee rest. I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry mm. us not up earth. You know, we should be able to say that. If I don't have the presence of God, then I'm not going. I'm not doing it. Mm. If your presence is not with me, carry us not up hence. Then the next verse is, For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Mm. Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, this is something that must want you hunger for the presence of God. True. You know, I was reading this from the New American Standard, and it says, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Mm. Then he said to him, mm. If your presence does not go with us, do not uh, lead us up from here. That's true. If your presence will not go with us, do not lead us up from here. Don't let us move. Don't let me take a step. If uh, you are marrying, you are getting a job. No matter how much they are paying you, 
if the presence of God is not going with you, don't take it. And that should be every Christian. Now, you see, a lot of you will be laughing. Hey, Reverend, they have offered you a job with this amount of money and with all these benefits. How can you say God is not, God is not going with me? This is what I've been waiting all these years. How can you say God is not with me? Still pray with it. Pray. Pray about it. God has promised a, a land that is flown with milk and honey. It's a job that is flown with milk and honey. But if the presence of God is not with you, that milk mm -hmm. and honey land is nothing. Don't go. Mm -hmm. That's what Moses was saying. You are teaching. You are teaching. You really so bring he said, then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. Mm -hmm. Then he says, for, for how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people. That is mm. what will make a difference in your life. Amen. How can people tell that you have found favor in your sight if the presence mm. of God is not with you? How can people tell that you are a Christian, you walk with God, if they mm. don't see the presence with you? Is it mm. not by your going with us? Mm. Moses was interested in people knowing that the presence of God is with them. Oh, it's Wow. He said, how can people know that your presence is with us? Is it not by you going with us so that we, I and your people, may be distinguished? We may be distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth. I'm telling you what will make a difference in your life amongst your co-workers, amongst your colleagues. Maybe you don't even know anything. They just hired you. But what will make you separate, what will lift you up, that everyone now looks upon you is the presence of God that is with you. You are a student, you know, and they, they are talking about pandemic and they say college students should come back. Everyone is going. Everyone is going. And then you'll be in a place where your class, they say 1,200 of the students have tested positive for COVID. What will make a difference in you, what will make you separate from them is that amongst you, all of the class, you are the only one without COVID. Wow. Is it not because the presence of God is with you? Is it not because the presence of God is with you? Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what will distinguish you. Is it, is, it not, is, it, is it not by your going with us that we and I and your people may be distinguished from all the others who are upon the face of the earth? Hallelujah. Amen. Is it not because your presence with us? So is the presence of God that makes a difference? Is the presence of God in your life that distinguishes you from other people. Hallelujah. Amen. It is not worth going around without God's presence. Not at all. Your struggles, the way you are struggling in life, the way you are striving, the way you are finding difficulties in everything is evidence that you lack the presence of God. The way that everyone around you moves forward and you are always lacking and behind is that you lack the presence of God. They can't see a distinction between you and them. Mercy. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Preach uh, on. So where the presence of God is, there is rest and there is peace. There is peace. There is rest. Hallelujah. Amen. God's presence takes care of many things in your life. It addresses many issues. It takes care of many things that are lacking in your life when you have the presence of God with you.
Can I have an amen? Amen. You will enjoy peace when you learn to abide in the presence of God. Amen. 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 I say you will enjoy peace when you learn to abide in the presence of God. In John chapter 14 and verse 27, Jesus said, John 14 and 27, he says, Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. This is Jesus. He says, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. You see, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I give my peace. My peace I give to you. He says, not as the world gives. That means that the peace that God gives you is different from the peace that comes from the world. So you see there is difference between peace from the world and peace from God. And Jesus is making a clear distinction here. He says that my peace is not the same as the world gives. When you have the presence of God, you, you experience inner peace. The peace is inner. Inward peace. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It does not depend on conditions. It does not depend on situations. When you have the peace of God, it does not depend on circumstances that are around you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It does not depend on the things which are happening around you. That is not what gives you that peace. Mm. It's an inner peace. That is the kind of peace that the world gives when it is depending on circumstances. Mm. Do you understand? That is what the world gives. The peace, it says, this my peace is not as the world gives because the peace that God gives is inner peace. But the peace that the world gives, it was outside, from outside, from conditions, mm. from situations from circumstances that are around you. And so any change in any of the situations can take away the peace. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Any change in any of the situations, any change in any of the circumstances, it takes away your peace. That is why, you know, you are leaving your home, you know, you, you, you are dressed up, you know, you are leaving your home and then you sit in your car. You know, you start your car and then you driving and you are going. And then you hear, uh, as you are just driving on a highway, you are singing, you are happy, you are going. And one, 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 you hear lights behind you, police light, and that's it. Your peace is taken away. The, the mood that you came out, the peace that you are singing in your car with joy and you are ready to go to work and everything is taken away. Sometimes you are having peace, you look like everything is going on well. Everything, that small little phone, a, a, thinking a text message comes and it takes away your peace. Just a message, it takes away your peace. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So that is the peace that the world gives. The stock market information, it takes away your peace. Sometimes you are driving on a highway and you are just 
cruising and you are happy with your nice car. You just came from the wash. The car is so nice smelling inside and you are driving. And then some careless driver just bypass you, cross you, and then he takes away your peace. Mm. Mm. That is the peace that the world gives. Any condition, any circumstance that is around you, it steals your peace. It takes away your peace. Now, do you understand the word of God? Yes. It steals your peace. Kwame, that is how the world peace is. Circumstances. Something that somebody will say, it takes away your peace. But the peace that God gives, God's peace, it does not depend on anything that is happening. Man. He gives that peace. And it, it's, it's not circumstantial. Yes, it's a word. Hallelujah. It, it does not depend on situations. It is the peace that he gives, and it's an inner peace. Hallelujah. Amen. You just have peace, and you have rest, because God is with you. You just have peace. You just have rest, because Amen. God is with you. Amen. In Psalm 23 and verse 4, Psalm 23 verse 4, it says, Yea, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? Why? Because there is a presence. He says, for thou art with me. Uh -huh. You see? So thou art with me means that there are shadows of death. I walk through the valley of shadow of death. You fear no evil because that peace is not circumstantial. It's not about the shadow of death that is all around you. It's not about what you are seeing. You fear no evil, and the reason why you are having peace is because thou art with me. Oh, thou art with me. Mm, I will fear no evil. He said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I mean, some of you, if you travel to certain country, you go your, even your own home country, your village and they prepare food and they, it's a very nice food they prepare it and they say come and eat you are afraid you can't eat it <laughs> for, for, for okay. you're afraid you say all oh, oh, enemies around that's why you're saying you start singing in your head enemies around and sometimes even it's a kind of food that you have longed for you have not eaten this kind of food for the last 10 years and you miss it and they have made it for you, but you can't touch it. You say, I'm full. Meanwhile, you are hungry. <laughs> You've been here, right? <laughs> but you are free. True or not true? Oh, true. Yes. Janet, is it not true what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Yes. So, the peace of God does not depend on it. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Mm. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. He says, surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy is following you all the days of your life. No matter what is happening, no matter the pandemic, no matter the fell-offs, no matter the laying-offs, no matter the job losses. He says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And the reason will make me, he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. But that is where my peace is. In the presence of God. That is where my peace is. You are preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
Can I have an amen? Amen. amen. So you will enjoy peace when you learn to abide in the presence of God. Wow. You will learn that it is God's power that works for you and gives you the victory. Mm. It is God's power. It is always God's power that works for you to give you the victory. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, the Bible says, Philippians 4 and 6, it says, be careful for nothing. Mm. Be, be careful for nothing. Philippians 4 and verse 6. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Amen. And then it says, the next verse, it says, and the peace of God. Mm. Are you listening? Yes. Michael, it says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. The peace of God, it passes all understanding. You see, that is why everyone is standing around and looking. And they say, ah, have you not lost your job? Why are you still looking nice? Why are you still laughing? Why are you still smiling? Why are you still happy? It's the peace of God that is inside you. It is a, it's not a circumstantial peace. It is not a job-dependent peace. It's not promotion-dependent peace. It's not because you didn't pass the exam peace. That, that is not what it depends on. It's an inner peace, and it passes understanding of men. Men look at you, they don't understand because they're expecting you to be miserable. They're expecting you to be disappointed. They're expecting you to be sad, but you are still laughing. You are still dancing. You are still smiling. And it's that circumstantial thing that does not affect you because it is the peace that surpasses the understanding of man. That is why people look at you sometimes, they don't understand why you are so happy. Oh. You say you have an, you, you have an inner peace mm. and it passes understanding of men. Men cannot understand why you are so happy, why you are so peaceful. Mm. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yeah. You say it surpasses the understanding of men. And that shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Number two. The presence of the Lord brings refreshing. Amen. The presence of the Lord brings refreshing. Amen. Uh, oh, uh, you said we should go outside. You said we should go outside. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. If you just said, we said we should go outside, that means that your phone is, your, your thing is not muted, okay? If you just made that statement to anyone, we can hear you and you're giving us feedback. So just go ahead and mute your phone and then you can enjoy the preaching. The presence of the Lord brings refreshing. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. It says, repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. Repent, Repent. ye therefore, and be converted, mm. that your sins may be blotted out, mm. when the times of refreshing shall come from 
the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, our sins cast us off from the presence of God. True. Beloved, I want you to listen very carefully. The reason why many of us do not experience the presence of God is because of sin. Mercy. I am telling you seriously. And that is also the reason why a lot of us do not believe in God. Mm. Because you don't experience him. And I'm telling you that your sins, they cut you off from experiencing God. Your sin cuts you off from experiencing God. And so many Christians, you don't experience God, and so you don't believe it. Mm. But the Bible is saying, repent ye therefore. And be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why we need to confess our sins all the time. All the time. We need to confess our sins all the time. Hallelujah. When you, are, when you feel refreshed, it is because the presence of the Lord is there. Amen. People who are stale and unable to walk in newness in ministry or in life, they prove that they lack the presence of God. Mercy. When we say you are stale, it means that, you know, you, if, you know food that is stale. Yes. Yeah. You know, you are not fresh. You are not edible. You are not pleasant to be around with. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the lack of the presence of God. When someone ministers, when someone ministers and you sense freshness, you sense freshness and you sense the presence of God, that is what you are experiencing. Mm. When you go to church and you, 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 you get refreshed, you come back home refreshed, you know, and you, you feel you have been refreshed. Sometimes you are coming with some heaviness. Mm. And then after service, you feel alive, you feel refreshed. You feel like you are laughing again. Yeah. It is because you have experienced the presence of God. Oh, wow. God was in the place. Amen. That is what it means. Wow. God was there. Hallelujah. Amen. When you go to church and you feel dead, stale and dry, it is because you did not experience the presence of God. Mercy, Lord. And perhaps this is the one way to detect the presence of God in a place or it's not in a place. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. We say one of the easiest and the fastest ways to lose the presence of God is sin. It is sin. Let's see. It will make you lose the presence of God. It will cut you off easily from the presence of God. Mm. Isaiah 59 and verse 1, the Bible says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not short Mm. that it cannot save. Nor his ear so dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, Mercy. your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Mercy. Your sin is what has separated between you and your God. Mm. Your sins have caused, he says, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Your sins, your iniquities, they have separated you from God. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It has made you far from God. It has made you 
in a way that you can experience God. And so God, you pray and God cannot hear you. And you say, there is no God. I have prayed about this. I have prayed about this. Yes, you are praying, but you are living in sin. And it makes God's ears dull as if he cannot hear. Mercy. You are preaching. Mercy. You are preaching. And he says, and your sins have hid his face from you. So God turns away. Whenever you lift up your hands and your eyes to him, he turns away from you. Mercy. And for that reason, you cannot experience the presence of God. And for that, you don't believe. And that is the reason for your attitude. Mercy. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Oh, yes. That is the reason for your attitude. Mm. That is the reason why you cannot experience God. That is the reason why you feel like God is not there. That is the reason why you tell people, you know, I've been in this, I've been in that, I've been in this, but I don't experience God. It's like God is not there. God is not in a place. But it's because of your sin. He says, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. It has separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear for your hands are defiled with blood you see your hands are defiled with blood one abortion after the other how can you pray and God will hear I mean you cannot be involved in sins like this and you think God can hear you you cannot he says, your hands, your hands, your fingers are filled. He says, your fingers with iniquity. He said, your hands are defiled with blood. Your fingers with iniquity. Some of you, you steal so easily. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Okay. Stealing is very easy for you. You know, it's another word for that is thiefing, thiefing. You understand? <laughs> if you don't understand. You steal so easily. Mm. You know, sometimes things that you don't even need to steal is not of any value. You can buy it, but you steal it. Beloved, I want you to think about it very seriously. That there are things that you can buy, but you steal because we think you're getting it for free. But I'm telling you that you're not getting it for free. What you are paying for is the absence of the presence of God in your life. Mercy. That is what you are paying for. Mercy. He says, your lips have spoken falsehood. Your lips. May the Lord forgive us. One of the things that cut us off from God easily is our lips. What we say. Mm. Full of lies. Mercy. Everything you say, you say 10 things. None of them, they are lies. Your tongue matters wickedness. Mm. Your tongue. You, when you speak wicked things, backbiting, gossiping, saying all kinds of things about people. Forgive. Hey. You see, so you must always be in the habit of confessing your sins and asking for forgiveness from God. Oh, you understand? Confess your sins all the time. Confess your sins. And don't have an intention that you confess your sins. So let me do this and then I'll go and ask for forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. It's by a Mercy. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That's right. You are preaching. 
So confess, keep confessing your sins and you will experience the joy of refreshment. Refreshment in the presence of God. Amen. Joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number three. Number three. Joy comes to you through the presence of the Lord. Joy comes to you through the presence of the Lord. He says, Psalm 16 and verse 11. Am I preaching to somebody? Yes. You are preaching. You are preaching. I don't know how many of you want joy. Hey. Through the presence of the Lord. Joy. It comes to you through the presence of God. Psalm 16 and verse 11. It says, Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Amen. At thy right hand, there are pleasures for everyone. Wow. In thy presence is fullness of joy. In the presence of God, that is where there's fullness of joy. Hallelujah. The presence of God gives rise to joy. Amen. Inexplicable joy, it comes from the presence of God. It comes into your heart when you have the presence of God with you. It is joy that is inexplicable. You cannot explain it. Mm. Today, people are taking all kinds of medications. People are taking antidepressants when all they need is the presence of God. Many people are taking antidepressants. You know, America is supposed to be a very great nation. It's supposed to be the greatest nation in the world and the richest country. Mm. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Mm. But I'm telling you, that according to the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control, the National Disease Control, which now everyone knows, uh, by the grace of God, everyone knows what is CDC. <laughs> they say that about one in 10 Americans, age 12 and older, mm. are taking antidepressant medication. Mercy. Mercy. One in 10 Americans. That means if you take 10 people, one is taking antidepressant. So right now, if I divide our screen and I'll count 10 people, one of you is taking antidepressant. Another 10, one is taking antidepressant. That is what it means. But minus all these people on the screen. None of you will take antidepressant. Amen. And then, according to the National Center for Health Science uh, Statistics, 12.7% of the U.S. population took antidepressants in the month of July. Forgive. Now, 12.7% of the entire U.S. population. And I'm telling you, America is supposed to be the richest country, the greatest country in the world. But 12.7% of all the U.S. population took antidepressants just last month, the month of July. So if you did not take antidepressants, say the presence of God is with me. The presence of God is with me. And if you are taking it, you, I diffuse that and I cancel that spirit that is making you take that, that the presence of God will be with you, that you will not need antidepressants. Amen. 23% of women 23% of women in their 40s and 50s 
are taking antidepressants in this country. You see, I'm showing you something. You see, and it says that the percentage of, you see, you may say that, oh, it's maybe it's because of all these, um, the black people, they are sad, this and that and that. But it says that the percentage of white Americans who are taking antidepressants, their percentage is three times as much as any other race or any other ethnic group. Mercy. And you see, whenever we are talking about, you know, this disease, it kills minorities. Oh, it, it does this. It does. Minority, they serve God. And they have the presence of God. Mm. You see, that is why their percentage of taking antidepressants is not large. You see, you and I, when we are sad, we come to church, we dance, we sing, and we shake it off. We will dance to shake the Lord. And, and then we go for the next week, and God is with us. We will come again the following week, and we will sing, and we will dance, and we will shake it off. That's a terrible. And we are never depressed. I'm moving on. Moving on. We cry on God and go back home. Joy, it does not come from living in a great nation. At all. That is not where joy comes from. It does not come from living in one of the greatest nations. Joy comes from being in the presence of God. That is where joy comes from. You And the joy that I'm talking about is not that you have a large house and there's, you can have barbecue and oh. you can have gas park and you can have this and you can have that and you can do social distancing. That is not the joy. I'm talking about pure joy, the fullness of joy. I'm not talking about the joy that when you finish and everyone is gone home, you go to your bedroom and take antidepressants. Mercy, mercy. That is not joy. And many of those things that you see with mansions, with large green lawns, and with all kinds of cars parked in their driveway and all of this, antidepressants is what they are taking. Mercy. And may you never be part of that. Amen. You will experience the fullness of joy. Amen. You will prosper and you will enjoy it. Amen. I see you prospering. I see you living in your mansion and not taking antidepressants. Amen. I see you driving in your car and not taking antidepressants. Amen. I see you enjoying your marriage and not taking antidepressants. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. None of your children will take antidepressants. Amen. Never be diagnosed with depression. Amen. Says you will have joy, peace, and happiness when you enjoy the presence of God. The atmosphere of depression, discouragement, disillusionment discontentment are not possible in the presence of God. May you never be discouraged. May you never be disillusioned. May you never be depressed. May you never be discouraged. It is not, it does not prevail in the presence of God. It does not prevail. In the presence of God, there is joy and there is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. There is fullness of joy. Amen. Preaching good. Well, I think I may give you maybe one more. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So the presence of God, direction number four, direction for your life comes from the presence of God. Wow. Direction for your life. Direction. Direction for your life. Life As you get to this place, and what is the next step? Next step is to turn left, turn right, move here, go here, don't go there. 
stay with this one, marry this one, don't marry this one. Direction for your life, it comes from walking in the presence of God. Psalm 17 and verse 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth, that goeth not out of feigned lips. You see? Prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. Feigned lips means fake lips. Fake words. Words that you don't even mean. He says, let my sentence come from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. You see, that is how the, the eyes of God will guide you. It will direct you. He says, let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Wow. Wow. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. So the psalmist here writes that direction for your life comes from the presence of God. Amen. People who are in the presence of God rarely lack direction. They rarely lack direction. When you are in the presence of God, you have no confusion. When you are deciding on something, you are confident in what you are deciding on because you have prayed about it. Amen. And that is why when you pray about something and you, 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 you feel it doesn't sit well with you, God is talking to you. God is talking to you. Preaching. People who are in the presence of God do not lack direction. Amen. When you are in the presence of a great person, you hear so many things. True. You get to know the person's opinion. Mm. You get to know the person's ideas about many things. So when you dwell in the presence of God, you get to know his opinion about things. You understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. When you don't have the presence of God, that is when you depend on world wisdom. Mercy. But when you are in the presence of God, you read the scriptures. Mm. You read the scriptures. And when the Bible says, it says that do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers, it means something to you. Mm. You take it seriously. And then you say, you are pretty, you are this, you are handsome, you are this, but you are an unbeliever and I cannot marry you. Uh, that is what it means. You have what I want. God is giving you direction. You have a good job. You know, you are serious. You, you want to have children that just like me. We all like green color. We all like the same kind of food. We all like this, but you are not a believer. I like and according it. to the word of God, That's I cannot marry you. I don't think Amen. Six feet, six back, six figures. Yes. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You have been blessed. You get to know the press, you get to know the opinion of God when you walk with Him. Hallelujah. You get to know what God is thinking. You get to know what God has in mind concerning you when you have the presence of God with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is because you are not in the presence of God, that is why you lack direction for life. If you care to spend some more time in the presence of God, the sentence for your life will come forth speedily. Amen. Desire the presence of God and you have direction for your life. Desire the presence of God and you have life. He said that he will, his word will be a lamp unto your feet and will be a light in your path. Amen. It will give you direction. It will give you guidance Jesus. when you have the presence of God with you. Say amen. 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 And the last one. I think I will give you a last one. 
you have good thoughts in the presence of God. Amen. You have good thoughts in the presence of God. Right now. <laughs> he says, we have thoughts of thy loving kindness, Amen. O God, in the midst of thy temple. Mm. Psalm 48 and verse 9. Mm. Psalm 48 verse 9. We have thoughts of thy loving kindness, O God, in the presence of thy temple. When we are in the midst of the temple of God, we have thoughts of loving kindness. You see, when you are in the presence of God, your thoughts are of loving kindness. You see, you, you, you think kindness. You think good of people. You think goodness Love. when you have the presence of God. It is only unspiritual people who lack the presence of God that sit in churches and gossip and mock about others. They lack the presence of God. I'm telling you, unspiritual people are the only ones who do these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you are spiritual, you think kindness, loving kindness. That is what the scripture is saying. So you find people, sometimes they are sitting in church, gossiping. They, they don't say any nice thing about anyone. Just laughing at people, gossiping, saying all kinds of things. These are evil spirits that are working in them. Yes. Evil spirits. They have no good thoughts, nothing good to say about anyone. You are preaching. Have you seen someone? Have you heard someone like that before? Oh, yes. Or you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You are preaching. Good. There are some people, they don't say any good thing about people. At all. Never. They stop. They, 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 they stop you and they are having a conversation with you. It changes to talking oh, yes. some bad things about someone. Mm. I'm, I see, I'm preaching a good word to you. A very powerful message. You see, it was only, it was, look, there were people who were in the presence of Jesus. Mm. They were in the presence of God. They were sitting with him, walking with him, dining with him. The Bible says it was when the devil entered into Judas. So it is when the devil enters into you and is working in you that certain thoughts, certain evil thoughts begin to run through you. I see. But it says in the in it says we have thoughts of loving kindness, oh God, in the midst of that temple. Mm. But when the devil enters, when the devil enters into Judas, then his thoughts were different. Mercy. This is when. Now, even someone comes to sacrifice unto Jesus, you know, pouring out oil to wash Jesus' feet, anointing Jesus, and then the thoughts that come to the person's mind is that, you know, it's a waste. Why do you waste such on him? Because the Bible says the devil has entered into him. Filled with the devil. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? It is when the devil has entered into him that a thought of betrayal, that I can betray this man. Mm. That is why God says, the thing that you are doing, do and do it quickly. And go. Sometimes there are some people that when they leave us, when they leave the church, you see that there is peace, there is joy. There is a change in the atmosphere in the place. And that should tell you that the, the, the evil spirits were working in them when they were there. I said, Pastor, I have seen this many times, many occasions. 
There's some people when they are in the church, you can't do anything. People can't do anything. People cannot serve. People cannot worship. People can. People are not free. And when they leave, people are free. Wow. Return. The evil spirit that works, and you see the whole atmosphere is changed. The enemy is a wicked enemy. Hallelujah. So beloved, and endeavor to have the presence of God with you. Endeavor. Have, have a desire to have the presence of God with you. We cannot go through all the points, but just read the rest of it. The next one, it says, your enemy is destroyed by the presence of God. Amen. Read the rest of it and you'll be blessed. Amen. Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 15. That is a one powerful scripture. I just want to read that to you concerning your enemies. The Bible is Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 15. It says, the Lord has taken away thy judgments. Mm. He had cast out thine enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. Amen. I say you will not see evil anymore. Amen. Because of the presence of God that is with you. Amen. You will not see evil anymore. No evil shall prevail near you. Amen. No evil shall prevail now your dwelling place. Amen. Your habitation will be of peace. Amen. No witchcraft activity shall fly over your house. Amen. Your household shall not be a zone of gravitation of witchcraft activities. Amen. And people, when they sleep, witchcraft, they gravitate over your house. Mercy. And they're having meetings. Mercy. And they're gathering, but they will, they will, over, they will jump. If they try, they will fall. Amen. I said they will fall. Amen. Because the presence of God is with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. This is all time will allow us to share. We cannot finish. So read the rest on your own. It's a great book. I hope you get it, read it, and you'll be blessed. Why don't you all stand to your feet as we pray? Stand to your feet and let us pray. Are you feeling like you are in church? Yes. Yeah, I think you should feel like you are in church. Don't worry about your camera. Just stand to your feet as you pray. Bring the service to an end. I want you to pray for just a minute. Confess your sins. Ask God for forgiveness of your sins. Ask God to cleanse your sins. Wash you. Blot out your transgressions. He says, when he has covered your sins, when he has blotted out your sins, then he comes near you. We have all sinned. And that sin is what makes us come short of the glory of God. It's our sins that makes us not experience the presence of God. But this afternoon, confess your sins. Confess your sins. You have moved very far from God. It's not that God does not exist, my brother. It's not that God does not exist, my sister. It's you who have made God look like he doesn't exist. Your sins, your sins, your sins. And you know what your sins are. You have to confess your sins. God is real. God is real. God is real. God is real. Confess, confess. Ask God for forgiveness. Now you come again. You come again. God is real. Beloved, God is real. God is real. Let not your sin deceive you. Oh, ask God. Ask God. And if you are belittling Him, 
You have made him too small in your eyes because of your sin. You didn't think it was all real. My beloved God is real. Oh, yeah. God is real. Yes. God is real. God is real. God is real. It is our sin. It is our sin. That has made God fear as if we cannot hear. Our sins have become kind to his own stuff as if we cannot say. Our sins have made God no distance from us. But the other, as we confess our sins, have changed. But God is growing nearer and nearer. As you hunger for him, he's coming nearer and nearer to you. He's growing nearer and nearer to Lord, we are thankful. Father, we are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for this afternoon. Some of us are living in certain sense. And it makes God so far from us. And we can't experience him. Our lives, our adulterous life, our lives of fornication. It makes God so far from us. Our evil thoughts, our wicked thoughts. It makes God feel like so far from us. As if his ears cannot hear, as if his hands are shut. But this afternoon, Lord, we come close. We come close. We come so close, Lord. We say, Forgive us. Forgive us of our sins. Wash us, Lord, from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us. Purify us. Block out our transgressions. And draw us, Lord, closer and closer to you. Let your ear come so close to our lips, Lord. Let your hand come so close and touch us. I feel the presence of God in our midst and I feel that God is really drawing us closer to him. Oh, oh why don't you lift up your hands oh Lord, as we confess our sins this afternoon. I feel that God is reconciling with us. He's drawing closer to us again. It's making us experience him to know that he is real. He does really exist. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you brought out our transgression. Your word says, for your name's sake, for your name's sake, you cover our sins and you remember them no more. Lord, this afternoon we confess 
your children confess before you. Father, draw us closer to you. Rekindle the relationship once again, Lord. Let your ears be close to us. And let your hand come so close. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands together for the Lord? Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to give everyone, please be seated. Everyone, the opportunity, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. And you want to give your life to Christ. I want to give you that opportunity to receive Christ this afternoon. So you are not born again. And you want to give your life to Christ. Wherever you are, I just want you to put your hand on your heart. And I want you to say this prayer with me. And all of you can join. And let's say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. I have sinned. And I have fallen short of your glory. I have fallen short of your glory. Please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at Kodesh Family Church, located at 1734 Williams Bridge Road, Bronx, New York, at 12 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you. I see.